Welcome to another episode of All Four Downs. This is the college football version of the CMG Central. I'm Ovi Muniz. Going solo for a momentarily, but hopefully I'm here with Joel Aguirre. Hopefully he comes in, but if not, hey, the show must go on as always. But we've got quite a exciting picks that's going to be happening, and I'd like to share all that with you. But first, hey, we're going to go ahead and go to first down. And we're going to discuss on my top 25. So if you guys heard my episode last Sunday, you know, I'm usually doing mine early in the morning. But look, this is going to be fantastic, man, because things are getting better. The picture's getting clear, but there's still plenty of football waiting to happen for the next six to seven weeks. And pretty soon, football season is going to a close. And I can't believe how fast things are going so let's go ahead and let's take a look at my top 25 yeah here we go here we go starting with 21 through 25 here we go liberty is six and one with the one loss against wake forest they have byu and arkansas next to prove that they belong in the top 25 that's right liberty at 21 Followed by Kentucky, Penn State, Texas, and LSU. Kentucky bounced back from a back-to-back losses and defeated ranked Mississippi State. They will challenge the top-ranked Tennessee after their bye week. Penn State fell hard against Michigan, and Texas and LSU are back on my top 25. Moving on to 16-20, Cincinnati, North Carolina, USC, Kansas State, and Illinois. North Carolina persevered with efforts to score a touchdown with 16 seconds remaining to win over Duke. USC dropped from the top 10 after losing to Utah. Illinois is now the new leader of the pack in the Big Ten West Conference. And Cincinnati and Kansas State had a bye week. Moving on to 11-15. Oregon, Tulane, Oklahoma State, Wake Forest, and Utah. That's right. Oklahoma State fell off the top 10 with the loss of TCU in overtime. Tulane is quietly moving up. Cincinnati and, and Tulane, that's going to be quite interesting in the AAC conference. Utah moves up after an epic finish against USC and Wake Forest and Oregon had a bye week. Moving over to 7-10, and 10, Alabama, TCU, Syracuse, and UCLA. Look, Alabama is ranked in the top six It's like alabama's outside looking in to get back into the top four picture right but why i don't understand this should be seventh or even down more for the way they've been playing so even though alabama is seven yeah six is still close i still feel like my gut's telling me alabama should have been ranked and dropped a, a lot bigger so let's see what happens this week because they got another challenge uh, as far as TCU, TCU is doing an outstanding job. Syracuse undefeated, being NC State and UCLA six and zero. They have another challenge coming up this weekend, and I will definitely talk to you about that. But more to follow. Um, focusing on my top six right now, okay? Georgia, Michigan, Tennessee, Clemson, Ohio State, and Ole Miss. I know you guys are going to say, why is Ohio State at number five? But hold on, relax, because I'll get there. Georgia shut out Vanderbilt 55 to nothing. Michigan dominated over the ranked team, Penn State 41 to 17. 
Tennessee shocked the world by defeating Alabama 52 to 49. Ohio State had a bye week. Why should they drop? Well, can you do you really think that they're number two looking at their schedule? They defeated Notre Dame in week one, yes, but look at Notre Dame right now. They are three and three, and they're not even on the top 25. So all those teams that Ohio State challenged, they're not even in the top 25. So how can you make them relevant compared to Michigan? Clemson has defeated two top 25 teams in their schedule, and that they defeated Florida State. Ole Miss won against Auburn. So you put that all together. I think it's beneficial that Ohio State should be at number five. But the AP polls and the coaches both think that Ohio State should be number two. Pretty debatable there. I'm telling you that right now. It is strictly, strictly debatable. And let's look at these schedules real quick. Okay? Because this is very, very important. Especially that pretty soon, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have our first college football committee vote as to who's going to be in the top six. And bigger picture is who's going to be the top four. You look at Georgia's schedule. They have their next three games after Florida, top 25 opponents, Tennessee, Mississippi State, and Kentucky. Now, it all depends on Mississippi State, how they do against Alabama this week. All right? So we could probably predict that maybe two will remain in the top 25. You look at Ohio State. Yes, uh, I said it before, Notre Dame ranked number five at the time, but they're not even in the top 25. You got Penn State who looked very shady against Michigan. And we have to wait until November 26, Ohio State versus Michigan, to see who will battle for the Big Ten Conference. That's what it boils down to. You look at Tennessee's schedule, they got a, I won't call it a bye week, but they play in UT Martin. But then they go ahead against Kentucky and then face Georgia back-to-back. So can't Tennessee still well post victorious against alabama maintain that momentum all the way through that'll be interesting to see michigan defeating penn state but then they're also going to be challenging illinois and ohio state the last two games are crucial for michigan that's why michigan has a little bit of a harder schedule than ohio state and you look at clemson they're going to battle against syracuse making syracuse the third opponent in the top 25. Then they'll play Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami, and end it with South Carolina. This is the reason, man. I'm telling you right now that depending on the schedule, the strength of schedule is very, very important. So you mean to tell me out of these five teams, these five schools, who has the hardest schedule? My vote will be on Georgia. Georgia has the hardest schedule. Clemson, I, I, I can see both those schools, but if you look at the Big Ten, Ohio State, and Michigan, they don't have it as hard. And I have to back check what I just said. Tennessee is has the hardest schedule out of these five. And if Tennessee was wipe the floor and go undefeated, I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the season that they be number one going into the college football playoffs. Going on to second down. Here is the look at the Heisman. C.J. Stroud is still in the lead uh, with, with all these bookies. Hendon Hooker, Caleb Williams, Blake Corum is moving up. Bryson dropped. 
DJ Ugalele is moving up. Everybody else is kind of sort of in the same area. But if you look at the top three, really, CJ Stroud, Hannon Hooker, and Caleb Williams, that has not changed since the season started. And I tell you this, if there's anyone that's well-deserving at this moment in time, the halfway mark, you got to give it to Hannon Hooker because he's doing a fabulous job with Tennessee, leading the way, defeating Alabama. And look, even though I know the kicker uh, got the game-winning field goal, but you got to respect the way Hannon Hooker's handled his business. He gets a transfer from Virginia Tech, taking charge there in Tennessee, more power to him. And Blake Corum, he's running away with it uh, uh, under uh, Michigan as the running back over there. Third down. Now here are the picks coming up. And, man, these are the top eight games this weekend. I, I like it. I love it. And, and this is why I love college football. And, and be honest with you, I think college football this season is a lot better than the NFL. But, again, that's just my opinion. But, hey, here we go. Iowa at Ohio State, 28 points to give to Ohio State. Can they cover? That is the big question right here. Can they cover? I'm going to tell you right this. I don't think so. I don't think they can. Oh, oh, I was really there for the defense, right? I mean, they have a hard time scoring. But I just got a gut feeling that Ohio State is not going to cover the spread at 28 points against Iowa. Not saying that Ohio State is going to lose. But 28 points, that's four touchdowns that they got to go over or, or Iowa. In this game, being at Ohio State, they might just win by 27. I'm just saying. 28, I think it's a little bit too much. Moving on to Syracuse versus Clemson. Two ranked opponents, both of them undefeated. I'm leaning towards Syracuse to be an upset here. I like that. Everyone's jumping on the bad wagon of Clemson and everything, but nobody's talking about the Orangemen. I mentioned them last week with Joe, and they were successful defeating NC State. And I think they're going to do a job well done going at Clemson and make an upset. So, yes, you heard it from me. Syracuse upsets Clemson. North Texas at UTSA. The reason why I have them because both of them are undefeated within their own conference. But I am taking UTSA to win in San Antonio. Ole Miss versus LSU. That's a big rivalry. I am taking Ole Miss to defeat LSU. The next set of games, UCLA and Oregon. I'm all in for UCLA. I think if this is their time. A win over Oregon could put them in the top six, maybe even closer. I'm taking UCLA with that speed and everything else. They'll lead the pack and lead the way. And Texas versus Oklahoma State. Look, every time Texas gets uh, voted in for the top 25, they always find a way to lose. Oklahoma State is on a, uh, lost their last um, game. Can they bounce back? I got a feeling that they will. I am taking Oklahoma State in a small margin to defeat Texas. Mississippi State and Alabama, I just can't see Alabama losing two in a row. I'm taking Alabama, and if the points are huge, you, you, you might want to take Alabama and the points because they always find a way to redeem themselves after their, after their loss. And lastly, Kansas State and TCU. 
Kansas State. I don't. I don't understand. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do anything in the second half. They usually do so well in the first half. In the second half, they find a way to fall apart. TCU, one of the best defense in the in the Big Twelve. Purple versus purple. I'm taking TCU with the win. Going on last down. Now, I don't know if you guys heard the story about Jermaine Burton. Now, he is a transfer from Georgia, um, now playing for Alabama, okay? But the Alabama now, this, this receiver is being investigated after a video on social media appeared of Jermaine Burton striking a female fan who was rushing the field following the Tennessee's 52-49 to win over the Crimson Tide. Yes, this happened at Tennessee in Leyland Stadium. Now, I'll quote, this was been mentioned that we are aware of the situation with Jermaine Burton as he was exiting the field Saturday. All right, that's in accordance to Nick Saban. We are currently working to gather more information. I don't know how much more information you need because it's on video. The woman went out there celebrating with the fans and he just punched the lady. Now, the school, Tennessee, has been fined $100,000 by the SEC for its second offense under the league's field access policy. The next time, they're going to get fined $250,000. Now, if you're going to find them because they ran into the field, what are you going to do with a football player who just punches a person, punches a fan, punches anyone, really? And then on top of that, he's a man. He punched a woman. Ain't that a red flag? I'm sorry. How how we not automatically not jumping on Jermaine Burton and automatically suspend him for his actions? I mean, he is a student, right? You wouldn't allow a, a student in, you know, going in the building and just randomly punch people, right? Ain't that bullying? And we trying to stop to bully people. But yet, so what? Alabama lost the game. He was mad. So does that does that give you the right to punch someone, especially a female? I'm just saying, something more has to happen than just saying we're trying to gather information. We already did. The media, the world is on TikTok and everything else. They saw that. Let's stop pretending. That there's more to the story when in actuality it happened. Let's start enforcing the rules and showing an example of what's going on. Okay. Let's show an example. I mean, clearly, if you look at his picture, he punched the lady. I'm just saying. It's just a coward way of doing things. Okay. Glad that Hector was saying I'll press charges on him. Yeah, I hope she does. I hope she does press charges. Maybe she'll press charges and sue the school for $275,000 or so. So that way they could replace the field goal post. Because, you know, that one, 
You know, that's more important than the human beings on the field. And talking about human, you know, students going on the field, you know, if you don't want them on there, why don't you set it up so nobody will go in there? I mean, all those streakers do it, right? They get arrested. So if you don't want them on there, then put some barriers on there so they won't go on the field. And baseball, they got netting all the way around so that way people don't get hurt with a foul ball. Do something. You guys get billions of dollars. You make so much money. I think you guys can handle this. But time and time and time again, you're making Joe Aguirre, who is my co-host, making him look right that the only thing you guys care about is money. I didn't that anything else. It doesn't mean a thing. Do something about it. And that's my rant. That's my takeaway. And that's all I have. I'd like to say thank you for the listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in to All Four Downs, the college football version of the show. If you missed out an hour earlier, we just had our NFL picks with Hector Love. That's right, Heck Love and myself, Obi-Wan. I'm telling you, you want to tune in because you want to make that money. Just like you're about to make that money today and this show. So if you missed it, go ahead and replay here on YouTube channel. That's CMG Central. I'm Obi Muniz. Thank you for watching. Take care, everyone. Let's enjoy some football. And at the end, how about we give some little bit of respect? Can we do that? All right. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your week and enjoy some football.